Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 895, and we're looking at Hebrews chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. Let's read our passage. Every priest stands day after day, ministering and offering the same sacrifices time after time, which can never take away sins. But this man, after offering one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. He is now waiting until his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. For after he says, This is the covenant I will make with them after those days, the Lord says, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds, and I will never again remember their sins and their lawless acts. Now, when there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. This is the book of Hebrews. This is a written sermon or a letter to Jewish Christians who are toying with the idea of falling away from Christianity and going back to Judaism because they're experiencing persecution. The author of Hebrews is arguing that Christ is superior to anything that could be going back to. Christ is superior to angels. He's superior to Moses. He's superior to the Old Testament priesthood. In fact, he is the new high priest. And he has this new covenant. It's a permanent covenant, an eternal covenant. And it's based on the perfect sacrifice. So they've been contrasting the old covenant and the new covenant, showing how the New Covenant has replaced the Old Covenant because the Old Covenant just didn't do what everyone kind of assumed it did, but God never designed it that way. It was designed to be temporary and be replaced, and now it has been replaced. So we pick it up in chapter 10, verse 11. Every priest stands day after day ministering and offering the same sacrifices time after time, which can never take away sins. There he's highlighting the repetitive nature of the Old Testament sacrifices, the Levitical sacrifices. you got to keep doing it day after day. And the priest stands, well, because that's what you're supposed to do, is stand throughout the ceremony. But you're never done. So you can't go sit down because it's never done. And he highlights again, he's mentioned before, it never takes away sins. Didn't use verse 12. But this man... He's talking about Christ here. After offering one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Imagery here is because it's a once and for all sacrifice. He did it, and then he goes and sits down because he's done. He's done with offering a sacrifice. That one was all it took. Does that mean his ministry is completed? No, because we're told he continues to intercede for us at the right hand of the Father. Secondly, is the idea he sat down at the right hand of God. This is the highest place there can be, the right hand of God, a place of honor. So where he was executed on a cross as a criminal, he's now at the right hand of God. Now this is the language of Psalm 110, verse 1. He quoted it back in chapter 1, verse 13 of Hebrews. 
It's a psalm of David. It says, this is the declaration of the Lord to my Lord. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So here he's saying, he has sat down at the right hand of God. Then the second part, verse 13, he's now waiting until his enemies are made his footstool. That's the second part of Psalm 110, verse 1. He has completed his mission of being the sacrifice for sins, and now he's waiting for God's plan to play out, and his enemies placed at his footstool. Speaks to his level of honor, his place of preeminence. In this, we see the contrast between the Levitical priests who stand and Christ as high priest who now sits. Verse 14. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. So here bringing again the once and for all offering. And those that have been perfected, made complete, that's a forever thing. Those who are sanctified. Well, we saw sanctified back in verse 10, and I pointed out the nuances of how that was used compared to how we often use sanctified. Well, he's actually shifting gears here and using sanctified the way we normally think of sanctified. And it has to do with the tense of the verb. Back in verse 10, he says, we have been sanctified, meaning we have been made holy. And the verb is a perfect passive. Passive meaning the action is being done by someone else. In this case, God. God's the one doing the action, sanctifying. But it's perfect tense in that it is a completed action. We have been sanctified. It's done. So in that case, he was referring to basically the act of salvation. We have been made holy, made right with God. It's done. But here, in verse 14, is used a little differently. Here it's a present passive verb. Again, passive in that God is the one doing the action, sanctifying. But it's a present tense verb, meaning it is an ongoing action. And so, in this translation, it says those who are sanctified. But you could also translate that as are being sanctified is an ongoing, continuous action. So this is where we see that process of progressive sanctification, much like pointed out last time, the way Paul generally uses sanctified, something that's an ongoing process. We are being made holy. Yes, we were made holy when God saved us, when we were forgiven of sin, but we're being continually made holy as we're growing in our faith, growing in our relationship with God. So he uses it as the once for all completed action back in verse 10. But here in verse 14, he's using it as the ongoing sanctification process. So the whole point here is this is something that God is doing based on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Verse 15, the Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. For after he says, now he's going to quote from Jeremiah 31. 33 and 34. And he's quoted from this before, but he's using it again to continue to make this point, where before he was making the the point that the present system, the Levitical sacrificial system, is going to be replaced. And here he's hammering down it. It has been 
replaced. So from Jeremiah 31, verse 16 and 17. This is the covenant I will make with them after those days, the Lord says. I will put my laws on their hearts, write them on their minds, and I will never again remember their sins and their lawless acts. So that last phrase there, the sins are taken care of because of what Christ has done. Now he adds a commentary to that in verse 18. Now where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. These means the sins. So if the sins have been forgiven, then there is no need for any further sacrifice. Wrapping up this discussion of the new covenant being superior to the old covenant, the new covenant doing what the old covenant could never do, the new covenant being a permanent, eternal covenant based on the perfect sacrifice, an eternal sacrifice, a never-repeated sacrifice. And bringing it back to Jeremiah 31 passage of the new covenant that God is going to do. Well, now God has done this. This is in place. So the message to these Jewish Christians is, so don't abandon the new covenant, which has replaced the old covenant, and try and run back to the old covenant, which has been replaced with a much superior covenant. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews.